Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit brumradio.com. We're back. We are back. Hello, this is the Fashademics Series 3. We are so sorry that we fell off um, Face the Planet. Bandwagon, is yeah. that what saying? Fell, fell off the bandwagon. bandwagon. Is that right? Pete's looking... Like, Pete's nodding. Yeah, fell off the bandwagon. Who knows, but we, we disappeared for quite some time. Yeah, we did. And so the Fashionemics are back. Yeah. Sophie Hillier and... Laura Carter. Laura Carter. Ooh, ooh. Got she, married three, four weeks ago? Yeah. Four weeks ago. Yeah? Oh my God, that's yeah. crazy. And here we are. So she's now got the same uh, surname as Beyonce. Yes. So she's... Hey, Miss Carter. That's exactly. what my friends keep playing me. It's amazing. And what, what a day it was. I'm surprised you remember because <laughs> you... Sophie uh, passed out at 9pm. 9.30. Yeah. 9.30. She, she <laughs> for days up to it, oh my God, I'm so excited for the band. Oh my God. I asked them to do Proud Mary, especially <laughs> for you. Did she make Mary. it? Did she make it? I no. didn't make it, kids. She was so, so drunk <laughs> that I had to put her to bed on my wedding day. Uh, yeah, and she missed everything. There's imagery. There is imagery of me asleep on a sofa. Yeah. <laughs> Pathetic. Absolutely. We'll, we'll, we'll post it for you just to laugh at. It was brilliant. I'm not being funny. It was that Prosecco, that rosé Prosecco. It was a nice one, though. And they literally, I have to give it to the staff that you'd hired for the wedding, Topped did you up. not stop topping me up. And Topped then I sat next up. to you, uh, your Auntie Claire, Legend. who was also the second drunkest person yep. at the wedding. So we just were bad influences, really. Terrible. Um, but, but what I can remember of it, it's a bloody brilliant day. <laughs> <laughs> I had a good time. I was very stressed, though. I, I didn't relax until, like, the speeches were done. Because I remember Rob coming up to me at, like, four o'clock being like, are you having a good time? And I was like, I'm not having a good time. I'm too stressed. Yeah. But then as soon as the music started playing, I was having a whale of a time. And then you just disappeared, so. No. I even wore my Louboutins to the wedding. Did and they, you? Oh, they lasted about ten minutes. Yeah. Because um, I forgot the fact it was on grass outside. Yeah. And I was lucky enough to be asked to do a reading and I sat there with my Louboutins on and I'd got my sandals next to me and my flats and I stomps up the aisle well I was uh, towards the, the back um, and that's that's not that sounds yeah, like a marriage I was you, towards the well, you, yeah, you let all family and that go don't you and you just you know just so and I didn't know who some other people were so I used it down hands I was sat at the back, but then realising that I was sat at the back, I was like, oh, my God, I've got to like, walk yeah. down this grass and these hills that I already cannot walk in. What do I do? And I sat there stressing, like, do I just make myself look like an idiot and waddle up and fall over <laughs> in these bloody shoes? Yeah. Or do I just put my good old Matalans on? So I went good with the Matalans and I stood. Um, so that was really lovely. So, yeah, that's, that's been happening. We've just had a lot going on, I haven't know. we? I'm, I'm halfway through an extension, and today they are knocking through from new extension to... Existing house, so dust. I may come back this evening to no house. Dust everywhere. But yeah, so much dust. So yeah, Laura got married. I got a new job. Yeah, um, I think I think I mentioned that on when maybe yeah. when we last recorded. So I've got a new job. So I'm now working at Nottingham Trent University um, as a senior lecturer in marketing. So a bit of a change from the usual kind of fashion setting. Working in the business school there. We're still talking. Having... We're still talking fashion though. Oh, and, and loads of my students yeah. still talk about it. Oh, thank oh God. my God, yeah. Like I did a digital marketing project, and I would say like eight percent of my students were doing some kind of clothing, apparel, jewellery, even beauty retailers. So, um, you know, it's a big industry. So um, just because I'm in a business school, that you know, they're still talking about it, having a great old time there. Um, so I've been there eight months already. Eight That's months. Mad. Well, we haven't done this for no, eight months. No, exactly. I must shout out to the girl that works at Harvey Nichols. Oh, yes. For, sorry, that's my phone. Sorry, not used to turning that on God silent. God's sake, I'm especially in mine now. Sorry. Um, BCU did a little exhibition of the fashion textile students at Harvey Nichols. They kindly let us like take over one of the windows yep. um, for the um, graduate fashion week catwalk that we did. And I wasn't there because I don't do fashion textiles, but um, apparently one of the employees in Harvey Nichols went up to one of our lecturers and was like, are you, are you like the girl that does the fashion demics? And she was like, no, no, but I work with them. 
And she was like, oh, I really like the fashion demo because I miss them. I listen to them, you know, when oh, I'm working. And I was so like, cute. ah. So I met with Sophie and I was like, we've got to start doing this again. Yeah, we have been mean to. So we, we do apologise. It's just been, um, you know, a bit crazy. Me working in Nottingham. Laura been getting married. Yeah. Birmingham's quite far from both of us. But we're here. Yeah. We, we kind of thank you to all those that have messaged and yeah. given us the push to be back. Because we want we keep constantly screenshot. This would be great on the podcast. This yeah, would be great. Yeah, yeah. We constantly do it anyway. And we're constantly talking about these things. So we're like, right. We're back and we're bigger than ever. And we've got a new feature, which we obviously can't do without you, which is called Anonymous Nancy. So we're kind of doing it a bit like a beauty salon in terms of how we're marketing it. You know, you get your nails Mm -hmm. done, you get your hair done, you have a good little goss. So what we're going to do is we're going to put a little feature on our social media and we would love you to message us any goss, any news, anything that, you know, you're really raging about. Um, it kind of came from life of a BAA, wasn't it? Because yeah. I think she's gone through a lot of slack recently. And I, well, if it's a girl, I don't know. And I, I feel really sorry for this person because she always says, you know, this hasn't come from me. This this is infam- the inside yeah, she's information. Just the messenger, I suppose, yeah, you're absolutely. getting past information. And I saw, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, she was like, you know, I'm not I'm not doing this anymore. I'm shutting it down. I'm getting too much abuse. You know, I'm I'm just the messenger. And I was like, this is ridiculous. And then we kind of thought, well... Well, we could do a bit of anonymous chat and just it might be quite interesting to hear your inside stories about the industry. But the amount of you that messaged and said, what's going on with Gymshark? Yeah, that's what kind of those kind of two things made us think, right, we need to have a conversation about this. Because, yes, there's lots of open, transparent chats we can have about things in the media and news. But we get a lot of content and messages and we've kind of not really put two and two together before yeah. off like people that are working in industry want us to bring things up that are really really important but don't want names to it yeah absolutely so um we just think so obviously that we've had a fair few messages about gymshark um we don't know what's going on there um but is that something that we're going to introduce and talk about so what we mean about gymshark is obviously there's been a lot of change and a lot of people lot handing of people, their notices yeah. in and a lot of movement and it's gone from this absolute i'm, I'm sure it still is a powerhouse we've worked with gymshark we've got nothing oh, yeah. but good Fant- things to fantastic. say about the brand and the team but there's been a lot of movement but i think they i think somebody messaged and said that they're moving or they've they've got a new office in america so maybe they've got too many people doing the same thing and maybe yeah. say social media's run by one team rather than it being a UK based and American based, yeah. which I kind of think is quite silly because you've got different time frames, yeah. different consumers maybe slightly. And I just think, oh, you know, most people that I know that work there have have given in the notice and um, we need to find out some more. Yeah, And maybe as well, you know, that. it's never such a bad, sometimes when you're, you're at the same place for so long, you know, um, and that they've been there a huge amount of time. Maybe there's changes in the business. Sometimes it's about actually, is this now the right time for me to, yeah. to go and find something else? And so. also, how much can you grow? There's only so much growth you can do within a company. And then you think, do you know what? I want challenges elsewhere. Yeah, because I think the people that we we know and we've got contact with at Gymshark had been there so yeah, long. Yeah, from the very start. Yeah. Yeah. And things change, don't they? So just just interesting. So yeah, we wanted to introduce this feature. If there's anything you guys yes. want to talk about, that's important. We're going to do it kind of weekly on social media and we'll collect all the comments so um and it, like i said it's in the name anonymous dancer yeah we will never disclose who it's come from whether you work for the company or not it's all it's all just a little a little um beauty little salon goss yes yeah. and on that note as well i hope you like the rebranding thanks law no problem we're back new branding new look um the structure is exactly the same yeah so i oh know we've probably drowned uh, on a little bit now about um about us and where we've been but it's gonna be exactly the same we're gonna do the big in the know to talk about what's going on so t- today's a bit of a bit of a catch-up because there's so much so to talk much. about um we've got a fantastic guest we've got lindy from explode social media marketing so we're really excited I'm to speak to her so excited to follow her if you don't follow her on like social media she it just seems so much fun she seems like a girl boss i would love Yes, we're very excited for that chat. So excited. Um, and so, yeah, we'll always have a guest as usual because we know how much you love the guests. It's nice to hear someone other than us talking. And then we are going to talk about ASOS and their new range of saris for Like love, to Know, love. which are beautiful. And we've seen lots on TikTok and social media and all sorts of stuff going on. Um, yeah, and then in the coming weeks, we'll be, as you send in across your comments, we'll be introducing Anonymous Nancy into that lineup as well. Um, so, we really hope you enjoy this first episode back. We're in the studio, big smiles, lots Yay. of excitement here. Um, enjoy, guys. So welcome back to In The Know, which you know what? I think is actually probably my favourite section because it's the section where we just go all out and rant. Yeah, fair. 
just because we just like we start one thing. It's a good old thing. chinwag, isn't it? And yeah. We just bounce off each other with just opinions. I and... think this is like the reason that we did this podcast, yeah. isn't it? This is like where it started with these kind of, kind of conversations in the office. And then we were like, oh, we've got a lecture in five minutes. Go, go, go. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's Love good it. to be back and talking about all our favourite things. Uh, we're going to start by saying a huge congratulations to the women's football team England babes. going and what absolute babes. I've seen some hilarious stuff on social media about like, we waited so long for it to come home and of course the women just went and let a it. woman do it you let know let a woman do it say? no it's absolutely amazing um, and you know I think hopefully it's going to see some real change in sports and community and sexism I mean when hey, I hey hey I said to Rob I was like how much do you reckon they get paid and, she was, like, and he was like nothing compared to like no. men they probably might get like a hundred thousand yeah. a year and I'm like god you've got Male footballers that are getting that on like a weekly yeah. basis. It's why, yeah, why, why, why? why? I think it's going to make understand. a huge, huge impact. I mean, I don't know about you at school. I was never a sports person, oh, absolutely but like not. it was girls do netball and hockey. And yeah. boy, was it the same with you? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just I've just seen some really nice stuff, just some really lovely stuff about how you know, like uh, that young girl that's like looking at the TV and. Um, I know. You know, hopefully we'll now know that football is an option for her. And I just I just I love it. I just think it. it's just it's it's really it's really positive. Um but obviously there's been lots obviously that has followed in the news, but all very much positive. But there's been a few things that have awoken around um fashion and sexism for me. Mm-hmm. And two of the things that I want to bring up. Uh, the first thing was Garica 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 Gary Lineker's tweet. I haven't why have I not seen this? Oh. I, why? He uses the term bra non because Chloe Kelly uh, whipped off her top. So he was, he was trying to uh, play on words, but it just it just failed. didn't go down well. Um, you know, referring to the fact that she's, you know, but do do men mention it when, when the guys rip their tops off when they've scored a goal? For God's sake. Yeah, so it is one of those things. He was trying to be funny in a pun and he has apologised and deleted it, which I'm glad. But Good. Uh, timing and I just know the tone Gary. it was the same with one of the I think it was a GMTV presenter um, had one of the female football um, players on and she was like oh you did look really tired and it's like why are we bringing looks into yeah, this why does why it, does even it need matter and I just felt oh here we go again like we're criticising a woman's body we're criticising her appearance when winning this isn't enough yeah you know yeah no, it's, I just don't understand. It was interesting after I was watching some of like the aftermath um, after they'd won and some of the conversations in the studios and they were talking about how when obviously um, the UK was hosting, weren't they? And when they were trying to have conversations with football clubs about using their stadiums for certain matches and X, mm. Y and Z, some clubs were just absolutely not interested. Vile. But it's so funny now that obviously this has put them on such a platform, which they should be on already, um, that all these clubs and all these you know, other elements of the business and football association are now going to mm. jump on the bandwagon. But we're going to remember and you're going to get turned Absolutely. down. So, like do it. Lot, so lots of people were moaning during the tournament as well that the stadiums weren't big enough. But it's because mm. some of the stadiums weren't letting them host some of the yeah. games, which is crazy. And they didn't get the proper parade like the males did no. around Trafalgar Square. You know, no. they didn't have that. It was like a 20 minute, like get on stage, mm. you know, say your bit and leave. And it's yeah. like, come on. Did anyone have any flags out? No, we always got the flags out, don't we? It's the World Cup in the year where they all true, go up. And, true. And so I'm hoping this is going to be a real... Yeah, let's know. see. A step in the right direction. Absolutely. Although it's about 40 years too late. You know, yeah, we absolutely. Move. We move. Um, but also, uh, I was tagged in something yesterday and I then tagged you in it. Oh, my God, it was brilliant. So thank you to my mother-in-law, Michelle, for tagging me. No, you didn't tag me. You just shared it. And then I was like, oh, my God, I love it. Can't remember, but anyway, you shared it, and it was. Uh, I think it must be like a BBC documentary, or, or it's on BBC Comedy. It's a sketch, yeah. and it was really interesting. It, it falls on like kind of really nicely from what we've just mentioned about the football, and like the start of this sketch, it's these like three women at work, and these guys have got this newspaper out, and it's something, some kind of sex scandal or something. It's another picture of like a young girl in like a. In a underwear, and you can guess the next line. The guys are, oh, she's asking for it. Mm. She is asking for it. So the girls have this little idea, and then suddenly the sketch becomes about, okay, so I'm in the office, I'm going to put my bikini on, put my sarong on, get my beach bag, and the guy's like, where are you going? She's like, I'm going on holiday. And he's like, oh, have you cleared it with HR? She's like, no, I've asked for for it. it. Because of what I'm wearing, I'm asking for it. And there's loads of other examples of it. So I do want to watch and and research a little bit more about that. We'll have to share it. We'll try and share it on our Instagram. I just thought it was such an interesting, funny take on it. Obviously, the message under it isn't funny, and that is the point. But I just thought, yes, I love this. How empowering. So why does... So if we're wearing some kind of lingerie, why does it automatically have to be that a female is asking for it and it's sexualised? So therefore... 
we can ask for whatever. And that's the, it was the pay rise one as well. She walks into the office in the red suit and she's like, thank you for the promotion. And he's like, who are you? You don't even work here. And she's like, I'm, I'm, asking, I'm asking for, for it. it. I've got my suit on. And she's, oh, guys, watch it. We'll share it. It's so good. It just goes to show that, unfortunately, we're still in society where what we wear is criticised or it matters mm -hmm. or, you know, and I just think it's just such, it's just so disgusting and it's just degrading and demoralising and I'm like, come on. Absolutely. Why is it like this? I don't know. And it's the same, like, I guess, as we're getting older and we think more about children. It's like, we have to take the time off work. We have to think about how we're going to financially afford it. We're expected to do X, Y, and Z, but still come back and still, you know, bounce back and fit back into our jeans. It's such a big thing to fit back oh. in your jeans and go back to work and be able to, like, girl boss. And it's it's such a battle between we want to be equal with men but actually, we, we can't because there's so much expected of us and there's so much that we have to do as a woman. Mm -hmm. And it, yeah, it's just... Oh, we could go on forever We about could. It. We it really could. We? But we just wanted to, you know, just bring that up as, as, a, as a, a huge congratulations to huge. the England women's team. Um, and there's just kind of a few things that came up around there that I was yeah. like, got me a little bit wild. Very proud um, to be a woman. Absolutely. Very proud to be a English female Um as we should be anyway. But yeah, well yeah. done, ladies. Um, and then the other thing that we wanted to talk to, and I'm sure this is probably going to take up the rest of this conversation, um, and it's something that we are all feeling right now. Mm -hmm. um, and, and a couple of our listeners, when we announced we were back, had said, can you please talk about what the cost of living, cost of living crisis means for the fashion industry? Um, so it's something that we are all dealing with, no matter what we do for work, what we're paid, we're still, all of us are uh, having that, that those incremental... Um, incremental to be small of a world, isn't it? you know, just those rises and those extra added pressures, no matter what we, we earn, we've all had 50% rises. Me and Laura were talking already this morning about, oh my God, like it's going to be another 60 something percent in um, October. October. And then we've got January to look forward to yeah. as well and all these things. And it's really changing consumerism. So we were talking about how it's affecting us at the moment. Um, so you've got it from both perspectives, really. You've got like, the, the consumer behavior changes um and then you've also got the the change on the retailer side as well so i think it's i mean it's just we're heading for a recession aren't we i mean we it's looking like a, but i don't know this is for me um we talked about it at the time when they were giving out you know the government i mean you know we're giving out all the money furlough and all this stuff and we me and laura said yeah it's all great now for people that you know taking this money and, which is and i understand it was needed i'm not saying it wasn't needed because i know that some people you know my husband is self-employed he needed that money um but we've got to pay it back somehow mm -hmm. so it's like this kind of massive shock that we're in this situation yeah. now it's like well it was always going to come it's a catch-22 really because it's the you know it's the highest annual rate of inflation since 1982 so it shows we weren't even born we weren't even um, and it just shows how terrible this is going to be or could be. And I think, you know, we want more money for, for working because everything is going up. But in terms of, say, I don't know, even McDonald's announced that they were increasing the price of their burgers because they have to pay more for butter and for wheat and, you know, all those products. So therefore, they have to put it back on the consumer as they are at a loss. And therefore, we see brands going into recession and so on. So it's like, where does this resolve? How are we going to get through this? Is it the fact that we are going it to... can't just keep climbing. It no. can't. No, it absolutely can't. I mean, petrol, you know. It... Oh, don't get oh, me my started. God. It's mad. And we're, we were stressing about our electricity bill that's going up and food shop. Like, I've definitely seen my food shop go up at least 20%. Definitely. Easily. Yeah. And then it's things like, well, just putting clothes on your back. It's like, are we moving where... You know how we've spoken about that transitional wardrobe and how we are merging things from autumn into summer and vice versa is it the fact that we're going to be seasonless and it is about that transitional pieces because of heading into recession or because of everything is so expensive absolutely i read a great article um on the guardian um about this and how how it's going to impact fashion because if we take it back to what fashion and clothing and apparel is it's something it's a an essential product going back to you know when Boris closed all the clothes shops and yeah. it, it is we need to keep warm we need to keep cool we need to think things on our feet it's a they're, they're functional basic products um you know and obviously yeah, the fashion industry has grown and, and there is more luxury options available but we still need to be clothed so it's gonna you know we still need to shop it but like there's gonna be to what extent I guess. to what extent yeah and I mean I think there's you know for me Personally, I've definitely shopped less. Me too. I 100% have shopped less. And if I do shop, I go to cheap brands. But that isn't 
any different for me. Mm. But I have noticed myself, like, I mean, for your wedding, thank you, shout out to Hannah for lending me your beautiful dress. <laughs> um, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful dress. But, you know, there's been times like that where I maybe for a wedding, um, you know, or a special event where you'd go and spend a decent sum of money yeah, on a yeah, dress yeah. that you might not wear again because it's going to be photographed. I have found myself going, oh. I wonder what so-and-so has got. I borrowed a dress from my sister-in-law, Ness. Thanks, Ness. Um, you know, for something else. And I was uh, I went out for a run this morning with my friend Phoebe and I thought, I need a white bag. Um, but I don't think I'd use a white bag again. She's like, oh, I've got my white bag. You can borrow that. So I found myself doing that a little bit yeah. more. I never would have really done that before. How sustainable of you, Sophie? Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Um, but what I find interesting is you've just said that you might shop at maybe more cheaper brands more so than you used to. But then we see misguided who have completely folded and they are a fast fashion retailer and you'd think that maybe people would steer more towards fast fashion than maybe high street or high-end luxury. Yeah. I think there's going so, to be a split, isn't there? People yeah. are going to go, people that still have that impulsive shopping and we talked about it, we've, we, we'll talk about it with Lindy shortly about TikTok and, you know, that impulsive decision-making and mm. just like, oh, something's three quid on the TikTok shop, let's, let's get let's it. Let's get it. So it, it is going to go two ways. You're going to get people that are going to buy cheap, and quick because they don't want to fight that impulse um, of like that fast fashion thrill and shopping yeah. and, and they don't want to fight it so they're going to go cheaper and cheaper but even the cheaper shops so I was saying I love everything fivepounds.com I've spoke about it before I've ordered some amazing stuff it, they don't list the brand that it is but it's turned up and it's misguided or it's in the style or it's Oasis and I've had some really lovely stuff but even everything fivepounds.com is everything's five ninety five now so even the That's cheaper bad. brands can't sustain those prices, which is Can't insane. Can you change their, their website domain then? Oh, yeah, you'd think, because that yeah. does not work. Obviously, they didn't foresee that yeah. coming. So there's people that are going to keep doing that. Or I've read a lot about, and this is probably, uh, you know, great as well. People are thinking more about um, being more sustainable, but they're not thinking mm. about being sustainable because they want to, be good to the planet thinking about it being sustainable to save money yep. maybe that's the way forward yep. people are thinking about transitional outfits like you said For like sure. multiple wears things that are you know you can wear in different ways versatile versatility yeah. in the product um and things like that so uh, but that is interesting because people aren't doing it because they want to save the planet people are doing it because they want money in their pocket well it's the same for, like i've become addicted to vintage not for buying stuff but in terms of selling stuff mm -hmm. um and I love it. And I think actually what I've got, if I've not worn it in, you know, the six months or I didn't wear it until last year, sell it, just sell it and get rid of it and just be more, I guess, more sustainable, more conscious about where I shop. Um, I think I used to be really good at just going to Primark and just buying loads of stuff. And be like, oh, I'll just buy it. Like three quid here, four quid here, blah, yeah. blah. And now I actually am consciously thinking, do I need this? And the same for you. I've got a couple of weddings coming up and I'm like, oh, I'll buy a new dress. Oh, actually, no, I've got, nice dresses mm. why have I got to go out and buy something like like let keep these pennies in my in my wallet and think about um can I reuse it can I borrow just like you but I'm also looking at product quality um mm. rather than it being more fast fashion but even this, this shirt that I'm wearing this is from M&S and I, I love it I know it that I'll really nice. wear it like verify. like casually I'll wear it to lecturing um and I think well actually it, are there more than one occasion I can wear this and I think it's interesting that people are starting to think more like that because yeah. money is getting tighter yeah well there's been you know it does link into sustainability really well there's been lots of research about why people don't shop sustainability. Mm. Sustain, sustain, sustainable. I can't even say it. Sustainably. sustainably. There you go. Hey. God, I've been out of, you can tell it's a summer for a lecturer because I just trip all over my words. Um, but, you know, we've, we're trying to figure out why people aren't, you know, engaging with sustainable brands and, and, and doing that. But maybe, it's, maybe we're never going to change that. Maybe we're mm. never going to get everyone to be like, I'm going to do it like this. So you've got to, it's thinking differently. It's it's you know it's using this situation we're in now when we're in a recession and oh heading towards a recession and and we're struggling for money and costs of living. Maybe we're never going to think let shop sustainably. Yeah. It's going to be other economical forces that are going to make well, us do it, which is only then going to impact the planet. Yeah. Well, the two things that come to mind first of all, COVID. I think sustainability went out that window mm -hmm. because we were just throwing away you know wear once gloves, aprons, you know like fuck the planet, like we all need to survive and not get this awful, you know, disease or whatever we, did, we didn't understand at the time and people just really didn't care about it. However, if you rewind 
what was it, two, three weeks ago, and we had that ridiculous heat wave. We were all just, like, sweating. <sighs> and everyone was like, oh, it's the planet. The planet's temperature's yeah. increased by, like, 1%. If it goes over, it's never going to, you know, return. And everyone's like, save the planet. Like, there's fires. But because fires and things were happening in the UK, people started to actually start to talk about it and care. Yeah. And it's like, this is happening globally. And it's all a result of what we are as humans doing. So it's like, didn't care about COVID, but do care about how flipping hot it is and how we're all going to have to buy a fan. Yeah. So it's like, where, what part, like for you, which one made you think more sustainably? Was it COVID? Was it the heat? Or was it your pocket? My pocket. Yeah. I'm being completely yeah, honest. No, no I, I hate to say it, but I think it's me too. I say, but look, charity begins at home, don't you? Your first thing. Yeah, you geez. look after your yeah. small community, don't you? Yeah. And then once you've got that in a really good place, then you can focus on helping others. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So where, where is this going to continue? Where's the line? What's going to happen? Because I think poverty is going to be a, a, a huge, it's just going to increase even more. Um, and I think we are heading into this recession and I can't see where it's going to get better. I mean, if we talk about, you know, just my commute to work, normally it costs me probably about 10, 10 quid. Mm. And now it's probably going to cost me 15 and then, you know, parking and all those eight pound parking a day. But she's going think, up as well. Yeah. And you just think like, where, where does, where, it, where, where does yeah. it start? My food's more, lunch would be more, electricity's more, working from home. So, you know, you're using more electricity, but you're not being compensated on that. No. So, you know, instead of having that little... Um, amount of money that I'd spend monthly on clothes, even though I returned a hell of a lot. Um, <laughs> that's just decreasing and decreasing. Yeah. No, I I definitely feel like I've had a huge yeah a huge decrease in what I'm. So I am conscious. You know, I work I work further now as well. Yeah. So like I've had to there's things I've not even just fashion related things. Things I've had to say right, I can't do that anymore. I can't not do that. Not treat need... myself to that coffee. Yeah, because, because I know that you know it cost me twenty pound to get to Nottingham when I go. But that, that's the current petrol prices. It yeah. Didn't, it didn't yeah, cost yeah, me that yeah. much when I got there in January. It's but, crazy. But it's so, uh, it's so nice to see this week, I'm sure lots of people have seen in the news about the petrol, uh, the um, supermarkets bringing their petrol prices down. Yeah. Um. So I paid 184 the other day at Asda, so all, I mean, you know. I mean, I hate being old, but remember when it was like 94p? Oh my God, it was 97p the day I passed my driving <laughs> test, which is just absolutely uh. ridiculous. But it, yeah, it is. So, you know, that £20 that mm. gets me to Nottingham back before would have been about £12, say. Yeah. Um, like that £8, that had been addressed from Primark yeah, or, yeah, yeah. you know, or a pair of sandals or whatever, but you just don't have that yeah. anymore. And it's it's making that decision. But um, it's, it's good to start to see. Yeah, I know, like we said, things are going up and things will be going up for businesses. And absolutely, businesses are going to need to fit that into to their stay margins. Because they, they have to. Yeah. What more Because then they, they can't do? pay their staff. And then that no. member of staff has a family and, and petrol to pay, like, just like we, we do. Yeah. It all it hits back. It's but a hamster it's, wheel, isn't it? Yeah. But it's just interesting, especially around the petrol conversation, as to, you know, there's obviously still a hell of a big uh, margin mm. for some of these petrol companies. Isn't it? And I love that these these supermarkets are turning around and saying, you know what, no, let's, yeah. we need to give back. People, I literally saw something the other day, people were saying, I cannot afford to get to work. Yeah. But what I am loving seeing is that places like I think it's Asda, Ikea, there's quite a few retailers that are doing like really heavily discounted um, school like yes. meals for children. Yeah. And I think, do you know what, although it's quite a good tactic in terms of getting customers into your store, it's saying actually we appreciate that a lot of you are struggling. Let's all work together. And I love that. And I love that people are coming together and looking after each other. Yeah. Um, I just don't know where this is going to end. It's no, really sad. I don't. And um, also what stores, what, what's the next store to close? So we saw Topshop buy, that went. Yeah. We saw Misguided now. What do you think's the next one that's going to go? That is a really hard I know, question. I know, So Misguided wasn't a shocker for me. I know it was oh, a shock no, for lots of not. people. It absolutely was not. not because, for me, what happened with Misguided, sorry to go off on a tangent, and it would probably come back around full circle because I live in. Um, misguided for me were one of, again, with, with the Boohoo, before Pretty Little Thing, before In The Star, were one of the... Um, one of the bigger um, and more, I don't know, they're, they're I think they were, were they not the original Maybe. fast fashion? Like, they were around when we were at uni, weren't they? Yeah. No, they were. And, you know, they they smashed it. They were absolutely smashing it. And they were they were the leader. Like, yeah. You know, yeah, one, yeah. Of, one of the leaders before the Pretty Little Things, before In The Style, before The Sheehan's, any of those. What I think they did, and I kind of want to say fair play to them, um, at this point, which is many years ago, they tried to differentiate themselves. They did put their costs up. They had misguided yeah, premium the, yeah. and that kind of stuff. And they did, I, 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 underst I do understand why they did that. They did that move to start to think like, okay, there's loads of A wider of consumer market. Yeah, there's these other brands coming into play now that we're going to, you know, so they tried. 
unlike Topshop, who never tried to do anything yeah. about themselves. So they did give it a go and it didn't work. But then they just kind of stayed and just watched themselves become really irrelevant. I mean, I'm, do you remember the time when Misguided was on like, uh, Nicole Scherzinger? Yes. When she walked out on, yes. on, on X Factor. I always use that as oh an example God, with yeah. students in terms of like um, communi- uh, a communication plan and campaign and, you know, how she went from just rocking up on the X Factor at that time, which was a huge programme at the time with millions and millions of viewers, and she got that bow crop top on. So she'd gone from wearing like some kind of designer mm. gown the week before to suddenly yeah. wearing this £14 Attainable top. for the audience, that's yeah. what it was. Um, but the whole way they did that campaign and the leaked photo imagery and... and Lots of taxi wraps as well. I remember yeah. doing that back it was in the great. day. That yeah. They really did um, have, uh, you know, uh, you know but, but again, so what they've done for me is they've moved and tried to shift their brand image to be that little bit more premium and, and less... They didn't have hey, hot... hey babe, yeah. get ten percent off here. Like like the pretty little things and the boohoo's and the in the styles. They tried to move away and differentiate themselves, which yeah. just didn't work, which is sad. I feel like their price points became they weren't as competitive as their yeah. you know low cost retailers. I I think that after the whole Nicole thing, their um, celebrity collaborations weren't as high profile compared to say in, in the, the style. Start, just smashing, absolutely it. smashed it. Start and I think they it. just became more of like a back burner, and then. You just think, well, you're not a leader. You're not grabbing me. I'm being targeted in other ways from other retailers that are forward thinking. Like Lindy said, you know, understanding your consumer, understanding how they shop, where they shop, what's the next thing. They just didn't keep themselves ahead. and They failed. And I think the buyout um, just, yeah, I, I wouldn't pair them with the retailers that they bought I think that probably enhanced the collapse as well in terms of wrong con- too many different consumers too many fingers and too many different pies yeah no you know? absolutely uh, you know we have a lot of students that work there and it was really sad but I'm so glad to see so many of them have, have found jobs and I think it's one of those as well it's horrible to see how sometimes these retailers bury their heads in the stand as opposed to like you know communication with people that they're working with but so we know of so many people on social media and, and LinkedIn that were just let go with like pretty much immediate effect. And there was a, you know, a huge amount of, of uproar there. And absolutely, you know, when you've put a lot into that business and, you know, within this cost of living crisis and recession and stuff like that, to, for people to be losing jobs and, yeah. and this, that and the other, and for them to keep it so close to their chests and then suddenly yeah. it be this, it wasn't a shock to me. It probably wasn't a shock to a lot of other fashionistas that are like out there and, and, Look, the way we look at brands is very different to, you know, your Joe Public that just kind of does yeah. a bit of shopping. We look and we understand and we can see because that's just, we, that's what we're trained to do. It's what we've got our degrees in. It's what we research. It's what we teach. So it is interesting from our perspective to have a look. But yeah, it is just a shame that they, you know, that they've not, yeah, they were trying to differentiate themselves, but it didn't quite work. Yeah. It didn't quite work. I hate to say it. I know I asked you a minute ago, which brand do you think would be next? Oh yeah, go on. Yeah, that, that was it. That was full circle. Oh, I hate to say it, but I wonder if it's like the likes of, say, Selfridges and John Lewis. Yeah. I mean, I used to think Selfridges, like, or John Lewis or department stores. Yeah, get everything that you want. But now I just think it's the brands that are there are unattainable, mm-hmm. really. And I don't mooch around department stores anymore. No. And I, I think, really that, you know, we, we've talked we talked about um, with Sahar, didn't we, from the retail Gazette about, yes. uh, you know, House of Fraser and some of the less luxury mm. department stores. And we did talk about the fact, you know, the Harvey Nicks, Selfridges, those kind of yeah. uh, have that USP. The problem for me is now, A, recession and cost of living. Yep. And then B, I don't know if you agree, um, because of COVID, a lot of luxury retailers have had to up their online game. True, true. So, and they're entering this whole metaverse thing. Like I was talking about the Francis Boussois um, collaboration with Gucci and North Face and how they took, they steered away from the whole influencer thing, but they collaborated with this guy that's really famous on TikTok for being a train spotter, an ordinary guy, and that really worked. But then you have the opposite where you have a brand like, say, Balenciaga, who have really tapped into the metaverse so you've got two completely different luxury retailers are going down complete two completely different roads. And it's like, it's going to be interesting to see which one favours the consumer the most. Are we going down people that are more influential and relatable? Or are we going down the whole metaverse online clothing? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. But you can see then the detrimental effect. And it is really sad to lose some of these retailers. But, it is. But, you know, again, going back to Lindy and her amazing knowledge and 
understanding of consumer behaviour and retail trends and staying ahead of the curve. These retailers do not stay ahead of yeah. the curve. But that's why Lindy's um, agency it. is smashing it and they are working with brands and they are the leaders and they are growing because they're spending that time to really un understand yeah. not just their consumer, but what's happening in terms of societal changes. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, we, we teach our students, you know, um, you know, I've, yes, like I said, I've come, out, I've come out of fashion specific, but I still stand up and we talk about pestle analysis and SWOT analysis and all these different things. And it's still the core of anything. But, you know, gone is the time where a business goes, what's going on and, and you just a pestle too late, too late. It, that's daily that's automatic yeah. it's a, a pestle and all these you know we use this as a, an academic acronym but this situation analysis is set, like changing by the second not yeah. even by the week by the month it's by the second and it's businesses like Explode who, who, who we've got on this podcast that are leading that way and I, I just unless you've got someone in house like that how are mm. you ever going to keep yeah, up with of any course. of it of it's it's really really crazy um, there's um, a guy that we got in last year with, with our students at BCU, um, Michalis, who used to work um, in comms and PR for the British Fashion Council. He came and spoke to some of our oh, students. Yeah, he amazing. Great. He's got an amazing new job. He's now working as the head of communications for um, Dressed, which is the first um, online digital kind of magazine that is looking at kind of the metaverse and digital fashion and, and stuff like that. And I know we've done a podcast on that previously, so, you know, go back and have a listen. Um, not a lot's changed on my opinion of, of that and where that's going, but it's really interesting to see how a lot of these brands are reacting and now we're seeing publications yeah. develop around this as well. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just think there's, there's, there's so much change. What also is interesting that I've, I've read a lot about recently is, um, you know, you've seen... Um, you know, people disposable incomes are going down, but then you're seeing all these retailers that are in a huge amount of profit. So this yes. is where media scaremongering is coming in mm -hmm. because if you dig a little bit deeper, so like Next published figures, Primark's published figures, lots of other retailers saying, yeah, we're back at our pre-pandemic levels. That's what I've heard a lot of. They keep saying that in the news. We're back. You know what? It's not actually that people are spending the same or more. It's just costing them more for less. Yeah. So they're probably, uh, you know, buying a lot less product and businesses are selling a lot less product, but they're making the same kind of money because it's costing them more for that item. So that dress that would have been a tenner in Primark is now 13 in Primark. Yeah. Those jeans that were in Next would have been 32 and now 35. So it's actually people aren't buying more than, than they were. They're just having to spend more. I've definitely noticed that all Zara products have gone up. Oh, all of them. No. Where you'd have a, <laughs> have a dress that'd be thirty pounds. They're all like forty nine ninety nine, and it's like. Argh. So where you buy like a couple of dresses for holiday, you're actually thinking actually fifty quid's a lot. Am I gonna wear this multiple times? Yeah. And then I don't buy it. So I'm, I'm the person that will spend fifty quid on Shein and get like twelve little places. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's just it's understanding what you need the product for. Yeah. Are you going to use it again? Yeah, and then going back through your wardrobe and actually saying, okay, I know I could wear that. Oh, could I borrow this yeah. off my friend? Stick it on vintage. Stick yeah. it on vintage. But yeah, it's interesting. And I think it's going to keep developing. It's probably something we're going to touch on every yeah. podcast. We're not, I was going to say, flipping air. First one back. Don't we sound uh, grumpy and moaning? No. I'm just, we're just Sorry, sad kids. that we can't spend as much. <laughs> no, but you know what? It's, what? it's what our audience has asked for. It's just, it's what's happening right now. And that's why we just want to be relevant and hear what you're saying to us, talk about it and try and understand it, I guess. Yeah, and again, any thoughts, anything you want to yeah, share us with know. us with the businesses that you're working with or just how yes. you're coping with the cost of living crisis and how it's affected your fashion habits. You know, you drop us a message as a non-anonymous, non-anonymous Nancy. If no, you want to give, yeah. No, but if you want to just to shout your name out. Okay, So some yeah. people might actually, if you, you want to, uh, you know, just give us, a, you know, we get general comments from, from you guys all the time, but if you then actually want to, you know, tell us something about a retailer you're working for yeah. or something you might have heard. We'd love and you the want inside discuss, scoop. Then you can do it through anonymous. We've got anonymous Nancy and a non-anonymous Nancy. I'm making this really complex. Have fun, guys. Right, everybody, we are so, so excited for our next guest. Um, this is Lindy from Explode uh, Social Media, Birmingham-based company, yes. and we are just so excited. We've been watching her on Instagram and her cool reels, and it just seems like such an amazing, humble, creative place to work. So please welcome Lindy. Hi. 
Hello. How are you, ladies? I'm happy to be here. Oh, we're so excited to have you on. Thank you so much for taking the time out. We know that you are just an absolute girl boss and you are so busy. Hell so, yes. yeah. Thank you for having me. We're excited to talk to you. So, first of all, tell us about your tell us about your agency, tell us about your career, how it came about. You know, are you originally from yeah. are you a Birmingham girl? Yeah, I've lived in Birmingham since I was 4 years old. I was oh. born in Manchester. I went on the Apprentice TV show when I was about 19. I started no my own way. business when I was about about 15 years ago. So I used to sell big ticket advertising in Lorraine Kelly and Tess Daly's celebrity publications about Amazing. 10 years ago people stopped reading magazines so I had yeah. to start forward thinking and agile minded stepped into social media for me it was really frustrating because I genuinely care about my clients so being unable to when people stop reading magazines and caring about print and response being unable to get marketing directors and MDs that were friends of mine but also my clients mm. being unable to get them great responses was just an emotional turmoil for me at that stage uh, I started ads on social um, moving clients over to social creating amazing content um, and five years ago businesses that got social media right I mean some of those clients now have hundreds of thousands of followers mm. they spend a lot less on TV, outdoor, billboard, and social is a fabulous way to have lots of leads coming into your business when you manage it and do it properly. Um, so at the moment, as an agency, Explode Social Media, we do a whole host of marketing services for our clients. So we now do Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Twitter, Pinterest, YouTube. Uh, we do a lot of B2B stuff on LinkedIn develop the video ads, we do paid social advertising, direct response driven marketing is what we do and do well. It's really interesting how you've grown with how society is ever changing like I think that's why you're so successful is you've just kept on top of everything and, and in in the know about um, yeah. how consumers connect with brands and, and actually what they want mm. which is really interesting um, I didn't know that you're on The Apprentice, that's incredible, how was that experience for you? That was 10 years ago I was not, you know, barely talk about it anymore no. but, I mean look I was an experienced baptism of fire and I think with anything <laughs> that makes you uncomfortable yeah 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 it makes you uncomfortable you learn from it right so um I mean I do business with a couple of the guys I was on there with so for those reasons I'm thankful yeah um but I think just going back to which is really important I mean for me to future-proof the business and be forward-thinking the algorithms on Facebook and Instagram change all the time yeah there are industries that are growing industries and I just think with social media people say that it doesn't work it's just because they don't know what they're doing yeah it's always about staying in front of the algorithm looking at what's changing during COVID paid advertising used to work fabulously well because people were stuck in their homes and captivated mm. your ROAS your return on spend now is totally different um, and that's just based on the fact that all the way they move around the world change they're back out now so it's understanding that point that you um recently staying ahead of the curve seeing where the market's going looking at when the algorithm changes those things are so important you know yeah, definitely. Absolutely. No, that's fascinating. I mean, you see so many people um, talking on social media, I guess, influencers saying, you know, people aren't seeing my posts, people aren't engaging. How do I crack social media? How can I do this? So, yeah, I think, you know, what you've said is just incredible in terms of understanding how, you know, as I said before, people are changing and, and what their needs are, their lifestyles are, um, and just keep ahead of the game. Couldn't agree more. Absolutely. So we, yeah. I was so excited when um, when Laura told me about this. So you are one of the first agencies to accept cryptocurrency, um, which I know that it still baffles so many people. Cryptocurrency baffles me. It's it's but it's but it's so relevant and it's so like you said you're you're trying to stay ahead of the curve. So I'm guessing that is like part of that move and and, and why you do this. So just tell us more about it. You tell us why. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, look, for us, we look at Mintel research, we look at markets that are growing, and essentially, as an agency, by accepting crypto, what we are accepting is the future, right? Yeah. Um, I think we are going to, you know, whether we like it or not, we're going to end up in a paperless and cashless society. Sure. There's for nothing sure. that I think we can do as individuals to change that. So the sooner I get involved in it, the sooner I get my head around it, the sooner we can start getting all the money and growing. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I feel like, and when I say money, I mean crypto. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, look, for us, it's a... Um, 
it's a little bit of a, you know, we, we accept a proportion of crypto and a proportion of real finance. I see. And I think for us, um, it's about really supporting that business on their journey. So if we're going to be working with and investing in um, a business that is a crypto um, forward-thinking organisation and we're going to be promoting them, we've got to walk the talk. So let's let's pay me in crypto, let's get on the bandwagon and let's grow this thing together. So we have a particular client called Vegan Nation who have their own coin and essentially we're, expect, we're accepting a portion of our payment in crypto because I think it's really important that if we're saying something's great and telling other people to do it that yeah. we walk that walk. Yeah, That's true. so cool. I mean, for me, I'm, would you not be worried because I've seen cryptocurrency decline recently are you not worried that you won't make as much money if somebody paid you, I guess, in cash? Well, the, yeah, I hear you. The reason we're taking a proportion in money and proportion in crypto is because there is a risk element. Yeah. The, the amount that we're taking in crypto is probably double what we take in normal money because of the risk element. Interesting. Um, okay. But essentially, yeah. I'd rather take that risk and be the first agency that does it than yeah. not take the risk at all. Yeah, but great um, PR so for you for as well. Us, it's a, yeah, so for us, it's a calculated risk. Yeah. Um, and and we, we believe in the brand, we believe in the MD. Um, so I think it's a, a smart, calculated risk that I'm willing to take. Um, and I think if you look at where society is headed, it makes sense. I get the fact that there are so many different coins and the volatility yeah. is yeah, up yeah. and down. So that's why you've got to just get in there at a risk point that you're willing um you know to sort of take yeah i was talking to a guy in the office this morning about it actually and he was saying years ago this guy in america bought um a pizza um that was worth you know like a couple of cents or whatever in in cryptocurrency and then actually ended up being like worth four hundred thousand, and it was meant <laughs> to be like the most expensive pizza so i think wow. in terms of you know you're taking that risk that it could plummet mm. and it could not be worth as much it's also a fantastic risk that if you don't invest in trial you know you it could be like triple you know, so much more in the future. So I think it's incredible Absolutely. that you're doing it. It's just, you know, watching the market at always. It's the same with, you know, how the metaverse is evolving and how brands are adapting yeah. to that. That's so, yeah, it's, it's moving mm. with the times. I think that's absolutely the right thing to do. Um, which leads me yeah. on to our third question about TikTok shopping. So I'm not a big TikToker. Yes, me neither. I don't, I don't <laughs> post, but I'm always, I always scroll. So I, and I don't. the amount of yeah. things, maybe not necessarily brands but i guess what i'm always drawn to is amazon shopping so many people linking their like linktree or like amazon um wish mm -hmm. lists and i just think that is um incredibly interesting however i recently read an article about america aren't necessarily buying into tiktok shopping so i wanted to get your opinion on i guess what tiktok's currently doing and you know can you predict anything in the future of how it's going to evolve I mean, look, if you look at what TikTok's doing, they've got a billion users mm. worldwide, 23 million people in the UK alone. You know, they're one of the fastest growing platforms now. And, and there are a lot of users that are jumping onto TikTok that are a lot older. So one of the trends that we've seen is a lot of people's parents are going on to see what the kids are doing. My dad has it, and I don't. Yeah. <laughs> so this is, you know... The Talking the over 45s is growing. We're doing shed loads with brands. For us as an agency, TikTok's a massive animal. We're going after a lot of TikTok business, and I'll tell you why. 67% of TikTok users say they feel inspired to shop on TikTok even when they're not looking. So what that does is wow, that breeds yeah. impulse purchases. So if you as a brand are spending money on Google, people are searching for that bar of soap on Google but if they're on TikTok and that bar of soap just pops up and it's got a great video and they think oh I'll try that so you're getting people that aren't looking for your product they impulsively are just thinking oh I'll have that so yeah, TikTok yeah, yeah. is a fabulous place for people to be playing but do you not feel buying. we do that with Instagram already though uh, we do, but TikTok is a new platform that communicates in, with people in a more trending format and a more video format. Yeah. It's like saying, oh, my God, I sell in my shop. Why should I sell on Amazon on, as yeah, well? Yeah, it's going to yeah. get you more people, right? So yeah. you want to have as many different funnels into your business that work, that give you a low cost per client. So essentially, that's what we work with businesses and brands on. Let's look at your low-hanging fruit. Where are your clients? What's the demographic of that platform? and do people buy on there. Yeah. So TikTok is um, one of the platforms that you get the lowest 
um, uh, CPR and, and, and the best. So, so your cost per click and per yeah. cost per client on TikTok is um, very low. And it's very, very easy to grow quickly on TikTok. Yes. On Facebook and Instagram now, they are pay-to-play models. Brands on Facebook and Instagram have to pay quite a bit to get noticed. So TikTok's a great new animal that you can manipulate the algorithm a little bit better um, so I would say, and, and the TikTok shop is booming. So mm. there are brands and service businesses on TikTok who maybe are number five, six on Instagram and Facebook who are leaders on TikTok, who are making fabulous amounts of money. So like going back to our earlier cryptocurrency situation, it's like get ahead of the curve, get in where you fit in, be the first to market. TikTok is a place, if your competitors aren't on there, call me, let me sort you out, let me get you on TikTok <laughs> in the right way, because essentially loads of businesses have got a window of opportunity to get the lion's share of their industry yeah. on TikTok, and now's the time. Yeah, well, exactly. But like you said, um, Facebook and Instagram have now, it's all about putting the money into it, and it's so much harder to gather. Mm -hmm. But it's only a matter of time as well, isn't it, until maybe TikTok start doing this. So like you said, this is an ample mm. time, isn't it? I think it's also yes, a generational exactly. thing. Like, I don't really connect with Facebook, but my parents do. See, but that's I still why... do. I'm such a loser. No, We're the same age. I'm still, I'm still the Facebook girl. <laughs> but in terms of TikTok, I one, I think it's really interesting in the fact that it's more... I think it's more organic and I think it's people that aren't necessarily professionals in creating that that perfect content that we see on Instagram. But also what mm. I find it really interesting is that you're saying it's more kind of like over 45 that tapping into it. So where I predominantly thought it was kind of like a like a Gen Z um, mm. platform, it's yeah. going to be interesting to see how mm. that's going to evolve and develop. How it evolves. Yeah. I mean, look, that, that's how it started and that's how Instagram started. Yeah. So, I mean, look, 43% of TikTok users are 18 to 25, um, you know, and 30 31% are 25 to 34. However, um, there is a very fast... And if you think about when Instagram first started, it was all very Lamborghinis and bikinis, very, you know, young. And as it's Instagram has been around, it's become more and more of a place where it's open to everybody and everyone plays. I think that's with any social media channel. It's going to be the kids that it starts off with because they are mm. digital social media babies. Yeah. But essentially, when we know it's not going anywhere, um, ladies of our ilk and gentlemen jump on and get on board. So it's a natural evolu evolution of a mm. social media channel, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we've recently seen, um, I think it was the Kardashians, actually. I know, Sophie hates Kardashians. Um, <laughs> loads of people complaining about Instagram, Instagram. and I how it's merging, it. and it's too much like TikTok. Yeah, so just be yeah. Instagram, be the still photos. That's so, what you're yeah, known why for. Do we want, why do we want that? Why do we want Instagram for this kind of, like, perfect content and copy? And, and then we want the tic yeah. TikTok to be more kind of, like, I mean, natural. Look, it, and it's yeah, I think it's a war between yeah, social media though. platforms for users and for people to stay on their platform. But I mean, for me, I mean, we it's a people uh, it's following fashions. You know, somebody else yeah. is doing. Listen, I don't want to wear what everyone else is wearing. I want to stand out and do my own thing. Absolutely. That's my that's my vibe, right? So yeah. I think people are absolutely right. Yeah. Instagram, know who you are, stick to who you are because that's what lane. we want you to be. Yeah. yeah, it's like Instagram's wearing the same dress as TikTok, and we're like, hey, <laughs> you need to change. Um, so I'm, I'm totally down with the Kardashians vibe oh, on that. Yeah, yeah. You know, stick to the, the values and the cause and the authenticity of what you're about. Um, and if you're going to fight, fight in your own dress, not the same as theirs, right? Mm, love it. Yes. But it's interesting that consumers want to go to different platforms for different things. Mm. So I guess it's understanding mm. that from a brand perspective when you're marketing your product, how Absolutely. which platform is the right one for your content. Mm. So that's exactly what we do. When a brand comes to us, we can tell them. I mean, we work with people that sort of sell to the grey pound, over 50s, paid off the house, expendable yeah. income. Where are these people? Where do they shop? So we talk to them about how they can do banner ads on specific sites for this demographic. Yeah. We look at platforms like Kindle and Amazon that are prevalent in that demographic. So absolutely, to do real-world social that gets people results, it's about connecting those dots. Amazing. Yeah, I completely agree. It's going to be really exciting to see how everything evolves and, and the battle mm -hmm. between 
between the, f I want to say four, but I don't. Do you use Twitter? Is Twitter big for uh, you? Uh, uh, are you asking me? I'm like, oh, I don't use Twitter either. <laughs> I personally, I mean, I personally don't use Twitter much, but we do have about five or six Twitter clients. Right. Um, and essentially, I mean, look, Twitter's a platform that is used a lot by clients that we have who are in medical research. So again, it goes back to what we were saying. What platform sits this client? Yeah, yeah, Where's yeah. your audience, right? I mean, I do shed loads on Pinterest for um, interior design businesses that we work with. Oh. I do loads on Amazon and Amazon ads for brands that want to push and sell, um, you know, rum and gin and vodka. So it's it's understanding, and that's why we're in business as an agency and people come mm. to us, because we know the platforms. Lots of people get one product and they think, oh, I'm going to sell this on a Facebook ad. That is not where yeah. you should be selling yeah, yeah. that. So it's understanding there are different platforms for different demographics, different products, and it's just understanding you know, where things should be done um, and where you should be placed and where your audience is, you know? This is, honestly, it's so incredible to hear, like, all, like, the research you do, all the kind of specialist mm. skills that you Using offer Mintel, your clients. Often people don't really understand what Mintel yeah. is, LSM, WGSM. Obviously, the research you guys put in as a business to support mm. your clients is incredible. So, obviously, you are you are already so, uh, you know, ahead of the curve. What What's next? You've got the cryptocurrency, you're doing all the specialist stuff. What, what, what do you see as next for your business? So we're working more with scale-ups now rather than SMEs and we're ah. helping businesses and brands. Really just, we, we want to make stuff that goes viral. We want to make a difference. There's no point sitting in the office every day saying you're a social media agency if you're not making noise. Yeah, so yeah. for us, it's just about every week, every month, every year, upping the game and upping the ante, building revenue and building followers for our clients so we can just stay in the game. We want to play big and play hard. That's our vibe. We're everybody that works here are sort of mini content creators in their own right. So we really want to create an environment that is people who are the Usain Bolts of the industry who yeah, just keep using what we learn to stay ahead. It's a race because as we get on top of something, the algorithm changes. So we need to just really have that mindset of mastery and growth. I, this is incredible. Yeah. Can we come work for, we, for, yeah. work for you? Yeah, can I have a chat? <laughs> Absolutely. Can we come over? Because we, this sounds so fun. Yeah, it really yeah. Does. We love yeah, this. Yeah, you can. You'd, oh, no, you'd love my team. We're all, we're all on the same vibe. <laughs> I think it's I need go to, time, uh, baby. I think I need to up my TikTok game. I know, me too. I, yeah, it is on, one girls. of my things. I mean, I, I just, I only use it if someone sends me a link to something. And nine times out of oh, ten, no, I'm always on it. it's my dad who sent me, like, some, like, pimple pop or something like that. So, you know what? I'm going to make it my goal between now and the end of the year to get my head around yes. it. Well, and I it was... bet your dad, I bet your dad didn't go on there to look for that pimple pop. You did. Probably you not. <laughs> it's all about mate. <laughs> Love it. Well, thank you so much for your no time. Pleasure. It's been incredible Absolute and pleasure. it's been so insightful listening to you. And it's great to talk to other people about about marketing and what we talk yeah, to absolutely. our students about and just yeah, see mm. how the industry is evolving. So thank you so much for your time. You are very inspiring. Such a girl boss. Oh, we love it. Yeah, thank love it. Thanks, ladies. Thank you. <laughs> As are you two. Thank uh, you. Oh, you. Take care. <laughs> thank bye. you. See you soon, ladies. Bye. Bye-bye. So this week in our Like to Know product, we are going to talk about ASOS, all hail ASOS. And they have actually just released, we saw it on TikTok, I think we first. Yes, yes it was on TikTok. TikTok. I mean, again, I don't use TikTok. I have got the app on my phone. I only ever open it if anyone sends me something. It was Laura that sent me this and I opened it. I was like, fabulous. But ASOS, um, we're using an influencer to promote their new range of saris. Yeah. Which is amazing. So I watched a couple of videos of different influencers that have um, been trying these products. I just think it's amazing. I think it's really great and you know the influencers I don't know if they're being paid or not probably maybe who knows um, were really you know complimentary complimentary yeah what I loved about the videos they were, they were showing how like to put them on and yeah. you know and, and it was just yeah it was really interesting they were saying about the quality and um, yeah that they you know that they were so beautiful and there was beautiful like, like gold satin one she was trying on I was, was like lovely, oh my god it? it's absolutely gorgeous um, but it kind of you know so I want to say you know, the reason we do like to know is because we kind of want to go, yes, you've got it right, you've got it bang on there, well done, Asa. So pat on the back there. But it also brings up a conversation around um, cultural appropriation and cultural appreciation because yeah, I uh, and, agree. Uh, as soon as I looked at this, I thought, yes, this is amazing, this is like you know, fantastic. But it did like, take me back to when Nike uh, released the um, hijabs. Yeah. And there was a lot of backlash um, for that. Um, why? 
Yeah, I'm a bit. I, yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you're going to say. You're going to say you're sitting on the fence and see both sides. Yeah, because I don't know. If we take this away from these particular brands, and you know, fashion is inspired by lots of different things and culture. I think we've probably spoke about it before. It's an expressive inspiration, like comes from somewhere. It's got to come from somewhere. So, but there's always that line. Um, it's not inspiration. It's culture. So it's why should why are brands not doing it anyway? Why is it frowned upon to have? I don't know, a burqa or a sari in the collection. But I understand it's a sense of cultural appropriation in terms of they used um, an Asian model to broadcast this new range, which is as it, you know, as it should. It's, their, it's yeah. their culture, it's what they wear. But is it a cultural appropriation for somebody like us to then go and buy a sari from ASOS and wear it? Like, is it that not acceptable? I do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I do. Because maybe I, if we were going to a wedding, yeah. Well, one maybe of my that best friends be... got got married, and she said, "Why don't you wear a sari?" And I wore it, and I felt incredible. It was so beautiful, and I felt really respectful. I felt really like I was joining in. Everyone's saying, "Oh, it's so good that you're wearing one." And then somebody said to me a couple of months later, like that was really like frowned upon. Why did Why did you do that? You shouldn't have done that. And I was like, "Well, I was trying to be, you know." I was trying to join them and celebrate them and be part yeah. of their understanding and, you know, and just love them so much that I wanted to be a part of it. Yeah. So it's, it, I, I think that's what the media have done. It's two completely different things. But last year, ASOS got really bad press because they said that they added um, lengas to their bridal collection. Uh -huh. um, and loads of people saying, well, a lenga isn't, it, it's not what you wear on your, on your wedding day. Like you wear it to any event, any like occasion. It's, you know, just a yeah. beautiful skirt and blah, blah, blah. And they came under fire, but now they've obviously re um, launched these sari. So it's like, how can you win? Yeah, I feel like retailers can't do right for doing wrong because yeah. they want to be able to provide these products. And these products, you should be able to, especially a brand like ASOS isn't for a particular demographic. It's not for a particular, you know, it's so broad in its offering yeah. that you should be able to go to, to ASOS for absolutely anything. So to be inclusive of inclusive of cultures, I think is really, really important. Mm. They need to do it right. They need to do the research. And I understand that some re retailers don't do it right and don't do their research sure. and have any understanding. It's, it, it's having cultural awareness up high in that buying team to say, we understand it, we're, we know about it, that's we are it from that somewhere. heritage. And yeah. that's why, but still to this day, it's not inclusive. There's not enough diversity in brands whether even if it's just you know male orientated female orientated white orientated like we need to be more um conscious of this in in the hiring system as well that's so true you know what that's actually a really really good point because if these products are being made by people that don't understand it maybe you can understand a bit of the yeah is that cultural appropriate yeah and is just... it can it be seen as just a business trying to capitalize on something exactly so if the product is there it's well researched and it's come from an inclusive and diverse business itself and it's wanted from that culture yeah it's, there it's is a need for a gap that product in the market, yeah which i think there absolutely is but i do feel like if it wasn't for like i'm not being myself but not for like our podcasts there's no. We need to have these platforms to have these conversations. For sure. You know, there's sure. lots. There's lots of sensitivities around it, there and we is. have to research and we have to understand, and we want to be educated. So it'd be really interesting, actually, if any of our listeners can can input on this about yes. what they think. Have they bought one? Are they not happy with ASOS? Because we want to learn as well. But it's also really, really important that we talk about things like this. Yeah. And also, if there is anybody from ASOS that are listening, from maybe the design team, the buying yeah, team, yeah, we know we've got a lot understand. of people, a lot of ASOS followers, haven't we? Yeah. So it'd be great to to hear more about that, or if you work for any other retailers that are thinking about I mean I had um, a conversation with um, I think it was one of the designers at Gymshark last year mm -hmm. and our students were saying you know it should be more um, inclusive if you thought about you know developing um, more you know cultural appropriate um, sportswear and they they said it's in the pipeline, pipeline we're yeah. talking about it but of course it goes back to the whole thing what brand was it? Was it Garni that said, you know, we don't know everything, but we're learning? Oh, it was Gymshark. Actually. It was, they yeah, did. they did. Gymshark yeah. did it, didn't they? And it's they? that attitude, and that's why yeah. you have to. We're not to... just going to fling it out to market. We are going to do this correctly. Yeah, take your time, not rush something out. Yes. Um. So yeah, it'd be really interesting to hear your perspectives. But we're really glad that we can have these conversations and discuss these products, and we want to know, we want to learn. It's how you approach these things. I mean, you know, we've you know come and and, and come to podcasts to record, and we sometimes we've sat and gone. We want to talk about it, but how do we talk about it? And I think it's so so important that that we if we if we avoid conversations about you know as you know as an example of this one, cultural appropriation versus appreciation. 
then we're not going to be an insightful, no. future-thinking, educational platform. And that's what we want to deliver as well. So For sure. People, people are scared to have conversations about it, but if we don't talk about it, nothing will ever get changed. Yeah, so. absolutely. So as far as we can see, pat on the back, ASOS, we hope that that, that product has been welcomed and appreciated and truly being brought into that business studied. and studied and researched mm-hmm. because of a want and demand. So, we, yeah, please get in touch to see what you think. Have you bought anything like that? Have you had a bad experience with a different brand where you feel like you've it's been capitalised on or it's not been, it's not been, you know, it's cultural appropriation as opposed to appreciation? Please tell us, you know, again, use Anonymous Nancy or just drop us a message as yourself. We, we love to hear your feedback. Yep, get in contact Um on Instagram, at the Fashademics. Uh, hopefully you're all following us. Um, and as always, we'd really appreciate it if you would share our podcast. Of course, we haven't been around for quite some time. So of course, we have lost those listeners. We have lost a couple of followers that have but dropped But we want off. you back. We want you back. We really want to get back into the iTunes charts. Obviously, the, the better we do, the more content we can provide. Um, and we really appreciate uh, all your support. So thank you so much, and thank you for for coming back. Yeah, coming you, you back keep us going. Us. It's been so nice to like you know we we've had a lot going on, and you know we do apologise for that, and look, like we all have. But it's so Slapping nice. It's so nice to like hear you know to get those messages of and, and being you know people being really excited to have us back. So we do it we do it for us to get you know we were having these conversations anyway. Yeah. So the fact that we can open them up to you and get feedback and and have all these amazing comments really means a lot. So we really do appreciate if if you do anything for us as a, as a gift, our gift to you for coming back as our podcast, <laughs> your gift to us. Could you please yeah, share, share us, it. review us, yeah, um, iTunes. We can get on those charts. Really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thank you. See you soon. Bye. Like the nerve. <laughs> Laura's, made, Laura's made a song for this section. Well, that was the song, wasn't it? What is it? Page two up. And then, is it that one? Yeah. And I need to know how you feel about me. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? I just want to talk to you and tell you how I feel. Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app.